0: Good morning, coming to you live from Bentonville, Arkansas, just about 30 minutes from the home of the University of Arkansas Razorbacks. We bring you Frankly Speaking, I'm your host, Larry Frank, and a good start to the week to you. Hope everything's going well under these uh, unfortunate conditions. Uh, Before we get to sports news and sports talk, uh, you know, some sad, sad news in the entertainment world over the weekend that I didn't want to let go by without at least mentioning it. Um, And that's, uh, you know, country legend, country star. Uh, Kenny Rogers passed away on Friday night, early Saturday morning of Natural Causes. So, uh, you know, I grew up listening to Kenny, uh, wow, all, all through the 80s, I know, um, all different songs of Kenny Rogers and, uh, he is surely, surely gonna be missed. Now onto some sports talk, uh, You know, I plan on waking up today and, you know, right now I'm wearing my Arkansas hat. I'm wearing my Arkansas shirt. You know, last week, March 16th, I believe it was, uh, spring football practice was supposed to start and I'm excited. I figured, oh yeah, after a week long of spring practice, we'll be talking about Hogs new coach Sam Pittman. the... Young, great, talented receivers they have on that offense, on that new football team, the new offensive and defensive coaches, Um, transfer Felipe Franks, who came over from the actual Florida Gators, uh, who have done a great job the last two years under Dan Mullen, and I figured, okay, we'll be talking about what does Felipe Franks have to offer? You know, I've watched Felipe French the last couple of years. And we're going to save that um, that part for another another time because I really don't want to get into that right now. Um, and then I said, wow, we'd be talking about maybe the SEC East as well. We're talking about Florida Gators under Dan Mullen and the quarterback that took over for Felipe, Kyle Trask, and the possibility of them... You know, a lot of people are saying winning the national championship. And then, of course, as everybody knows, the coronavirus came. And, uh, you know, took all that away from us, at least temporarily. And, you know, we'll just have to wait. And hopefully everything will be back to normal, you know, hopefully soon. You know, I'm not a doctor, I can't say when that'll be, but we'll be talking some college football, getting down and grinding, and talking about the Hogs and the Gators here on Frankly Speaking. Um, I do want to play a video for you, um, actually from that Big Ben tweeted from me, and wanted to just let everybody know that he was okay.
1: Here. Just wanted to take a moment to make a quick video to let everyone know that we're doing well here, locked down in the house, and um, let everyone know we're thinking about them and praying for everyone and. Um, if you absolutely have to leave your house, which we encourage not doing, but if you have to, I just hope everyone practices good social distancing, um, six, eight feet away from everyone. Um, but if you're locked down in your house, like we are, uh, there's a lot of fun things that you can do and, and figure out. Uh, we spent this, the morning, uh, figuring out curriculum for the, for the next few weeks of homeschooling uh, for the kids and, and putting together a great schedule. Um... And, and there's some other fun things that we're going to discuss that you can do in the house. So, Bodie, what's your favorite thing to do? Playing charades. Playing charades. Very good. Mom? Um, I've enjoyed listening to the kids read books. Very good. Bailey? Riding my bike and having a birthday party. Riding a, your bike and having your birthday party. And Benjamin? Hitting golf balls in the backyard. Awesome. So as you can see, there's lots of different things you can do as a family, um, during this, uh, especially difficult and unusual, um, time in, 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 our lives and in this country. And we'd also like to take a, to a minute to, to let, um, all the first responders, the doctors, the nurses, the PAs, everyone that's working in the healthcare, um, world, just, just let them know that we're thinking about them and praying for them as well as anybody that's been infected. So, um, everyone stay safe. Um, pray for each other help each other out don't be afraid to to do what you can to facetime to make calls to to connect with people to let them know that you're thinking about them and you love them Um, we send all of our love and prayers to everyone out there so uh, everyone stay safe and uh, and god bless
0: all right that was big ben um talking to you live uh on video On Twitter and like Big Bang said, you know, we're going through a time in the world right now that we're not accustomed to. Just stay safe, practice social distancing like he's doing and his family's doing it. And hopefully this will be over soon. Now, we ended last week talking about the NFL and Tom Brady. You know, uh, Tom Brady going to the New England Patriots, excuse me, from the New England Patriots to Tampa Bay, and uh, one of the questions obviously is going to be who is going to take over? But before we get to who's going to take over, sounds like Derek Brooks was a little excited about uh, getting uh, Tom Brady over to to the Buccaneers. Let's listen to him.
2: He just watched someone here that Coach is going all in on and I think it's a win now mentality. They're pushing all chips here to the middle of the table and, and going for it. So when you heard this, give me your reaction. You know, Coach, uh, I saw Tom down in Miami uh, at the Super Bowl and small talk uh, amongst what's next for him. Uh, I got the impression leaving that, leaving several conversations that the thought and opportunity of going somewhere else was really appealing to him. And I just left it like, man, Tom. If I had to bet, I would bet he's excited about leaving. But I never left the conversation thinking that Tampa would be an option here. And just over the past, you know, thirty to forty-five days, just whenever Coach Arians spoke, you know, he doesn't speak a lot of of rhetoric. It, it's straight black and white. <laughs> it's no in between, and I get, and I just guess from the feeling that man, this is this probably is real that they're gonna make a push to get him. I just looked at it from that standpoint of what this could mean for this team right now, knowing it'll be a very, very heavy shift in terms of that the, the dynamic. You're getting 20 years of experience at a position, uh, whereas before it was always you know the potential in the position and what could be that going all the way back from Josh Freeman it was always we're developing a guy at the position versus getting someone in the position that's established
0: and that was Derek Brooks uh, talking about the new signing of Tom Brady and the question now comes up we already talked about whether that makes Tampa Bay a championship team or not we talked about that on one of the previous episodes, but one of our listeners all the way in Massachusetts in the Northeast part of the United States, named Scott sent in a question saying, okay, what's next? What's next for the New England Patriots? Who's gonna be their quarterback? Is it Stidham, is it Kessler? They just signed for the third time, Brian Hoyer. Who is going to be the starting quarterback for the New England Patriots come the 2020 season when football begins? Okay, I'm going to tell you my idea. There's three people that people are talking about, at least three, that could possibly be the starting quarterback. Or at least two they're talking about. I believe the third one should be it. Let's talk about him. Everybody's talking about Andy Dalton. Okay, now let's first understand that Tom Brady last year, and I'm going off the top of my brain with this, but I think he threw for roughly 4,000 yards. I believe it was like 4,500, anywhere between 4 and 4,500 yards passing. He had twenty-four touch, 23 or 24 touchdown passes, and eight interceptions. That's what you're replacing. Now, people talk, oh, Cam Newton would be a great fit under Bill Belichick. BS. BS, BS, BS. Cam Newton didn't even play last year. I think he played in a couple of games. He had no touchdowns, an interception, and 500 yard passes for the year because he was injured. He couldn't throw the ball. Why would you bring a quarterback who may not even pass a physical into be your quarterback? You wouldn't. It's a terrible choice, New England fans. I don't know what you're thinking. Number two, they're talking about Andy Dalton. Okay, Andy Dalton, thirty-five hundred yards. Through 16. 16 touchdown passes, I believe, and 14 interceptions. So, pretty much for every touchdown, he throws one touchdown and one interception a game on average. Is Andy Dalton the answer? No. Yes, he's a veteran. You know, it's someone Belichick might be able to develop, but he's not the answer. Stidham is not the answer. The guy don't even play. Yes, he's a fourth round, believe a fourth round draft pick. Belichick is high on him, and Belichick's been known to uh, do stuff with quarterbacks like Stidham. I'll tell you one thing. Kessler's not the answer. And damn it, Brian Hoyer is definitely not the answer. So that brings up the question. If none of these guys are the answer, who is the answer? Well, after we come back from this break, we will tell you who the answer is. Hi, everybody. Dick
3: Vitale. This would have been the first weekend of the NCAA tournament. Yes, I've often said for three weeks there's nothing greater. But we have a bigger challenge on our hands. We have a virus we're fighting that has changed the way we've lived. But the one thing about America, we will unite together, all of us, and we will get through these tough times. One thing we'd like to do is, yes, you're going to miss the journey for the Final Four, but you still can help us, help us raise money by helping others. Go to athletes for COVID-19. Relief fun! I've joined athletes and coaches from all over. 20 different teams. All coaches and countries are involved. Five different countries. with donating items. Items like I'm going to donate a basketball autograph. You can get this by going to athletesrelief.org. You make a $25 donation or more for any item that you want that you see there and you have a chance to win. There's been a random draw and then at the end all the dollars are going to benefit the Center for Disaster Relief. Entropy. Join us. It's needed. We must help others.
0: Hi, this is Larry Frank from Frankly Speaking and at a time where the world is going through a lot there are a lot of people, especially with small businesses today that are suffering. We ask that through this difficult time that you think of those small businesses and order a carry out, order a delivery order from your nearest mom and pop restaurant, or a flower shop, or any business that might be a small business that relies on your income. We know it's a difficult time, we know money is tight, but if you're gonna eat out, and we're not saying disregard the big chains because they do a terrific job in everything they do but if you can just order a meal if you're gonna eat out let's order a meal from one of these small mom and pop places thank you welcome back to frankly speaking i'm larry frank we were talking about before the break about who should be the starting quarterback for the new england patriots and i got the answer There's a lot of people that will disagree with me, with my answer. And I'd love to hear your feedback um, on my answer. You can go to my Facebook page, uh, Frankly Speaking on Facebook. I have a Twitter account at Larry Frank. And I also have a message here that you can do a quick link to send me a voicemail or email me at franklyspeaking. 528 at gmail.com And who is that quarterback that should be starting? If they are smart, if Belichick wants to have any chance of winning, the answer is none other than Jameis Winston. And people go, Jameis Winston? Jameis Winston? He threw for 30 interceptions last year. He was the first guy on the 30-30 club. And and you're telling me, Jameis Winston? Yes, I'm telling you, Jameis Winston. I want you to listen to me. Jameis Winston threw for 5,000 yards, more than Tom Brady last year. He had two different receivers that he targeted in Godwin and Evans for over a thousand yards. Each receiver had over a thousand yards. He threw 33 touchdown passes, 33! Tom Brady threw 24. Yes, he threw 30 interceptions. Because he threw 30 30 interceptions, everyone's going, Jameis Winston is not a quarterback. He sucks. He doesn't suck. He's actually a very good quarterback that just needs a good coach. Let's let's look at this a minute. George Blander, Fran Tarkenton, and Kenny Stabler all threw over 30 interceptions in a year. Now, Jameis through 30, let's just add, Peyton Manning, 29 in one year. Brett Favre, 28 in one year. Listen to these names, guys. I'm going to repeat them. George Blanda, Fran Talkington, um, Brett Favre, Peyton Manning. What do they all have, those five guys? And I know I missed one here that I just said earlier, but what do those five guys have in common? They're all in the Hall of Fame! Okay, don't tell me, well you throw 30 years, why doesn't Manning suck? He threw 29, Fobb threw 28, yes, because they went on to have great careers after that. They went on to tremendous careers. George Blander, Kenny Stabler, Fran talkington They all went on to great careers. They got the right coach and they performed. That is what Winston needs. All he needs is somebody to cut his turnovers At least in half. And you know the guy to do it? It ain't Bill Belichick. It's Josh McDaniels. Josh McDaniels has been able to do things with quarterbacks that no one else has been able to do. Okay, obviously Tom Brady goes without say. We know the relationship between Josh McDaniels and Tom Brady. But Matt Castle got a big contract after playing for New England under Josh McDaniels, who I believe was the quarterback coach at that time in 2005 to 2008. McDaniels tries to be a head coach. It doesn't work out. Comes back to New England. He quarterbacks backups named Garoppolo who came in for Brady when he was hurt before Garoppolo got hurt and did a tremendous job. Then he signs a huge contract after he gets traded with San Francisco. And what does he do? He just brings him to the Super Bowl. He didn't win the Super Bowl, but he brought him to the Super Bowl. Then there's Bissette. Who has struggled in Indianapolis. But has also done an average job. And when he was with New England, he came in and won. It's Josh McDaniels. Don't get me wrong. Belichick is great. He's a defensive genius. But it's Josh McDaniels who's been producing these quarterbacks. You put Winston... With McDaniels, and you possibly got your quarterback for the next 10 years. Maybe 15. You know, I don't know if everybody can play as long as Tom Brady. But you at least got a 10-year quarterback. 10 years. The guy is a number one pick. So you go ahead and you sign Jameis Winston, who is a free agent right now. You're basically saying... I'm taking the number one pick in the draft right now. He was number two, I believe, behind Mariota. But my point I'm making is you got a number one draft pick like that. You don't need to move up in the draft. Now you need to get players around them. New England has no receivers. Edelman, I don't know. I mean it's it's gonna be interesting. Now Winston with elemental I think can do a great job. If he goes on to Josh McDaniels and McDaniels shows him that offense, I'm telling you, you know, I am very, very confident that Tom, excuse me, Jameis Winston will become a star in the AFC East. And I'm going to tell you something, New England. Watch out. Because as soon as Brady got signed by the Buccaneers, something lit a fire under the New York Jets. Who just, within the last, I believe, week or week and a half, signed five offensive linemen. They got a new offensive team there. So believe me, if Donald doesn't make it this year, he's out of there. So I'm telling you, if you want to win... Jameis Winston is the answer in New England. Hi, everyone. This is Larry Frank from Frankly Speaking. And, you know, during the football season and baseball season, a lot of times, especially during football, I go to a local sports bar. I know when I was in the Brandon area, I would always go see Sean at the Beef O' Brady's. Um, in Brandon, the original Beef O'Brady's. And these guys always took care of me. I'd be there every game. They'd always make sure I had beverages, that I had food. The chicken wings were unbelievable. And let's not even talk about their delicious hamburgers. And during those times when we watched the games, the whole entire staff, including Sean, they always took care of us. They always made sure we felt like we were watching the game at home. Now they're going through some difficult times, obviously with the coronavirus. And we ask, as sports fans, they took care of us, now it's time for us to take care of them. Those are the ones that take care of us during the game, that make sure our dining experience and our game experience feels as close to being to the game as possible. So I ask that you help them in this time of need by either, either ordering a carry-out or delivery order. That's the original Beef O'Brady's on Kings Avenue in Brandon, Florida. Thank you for your support. Welcome back to Frankly Speaking. You know, I was out the other day and I saw this guy with an Eli Manning shirt on. And as you know, Eli's retired now. He won't be back for another year. Uh, He is done with football. And we were talking about, does Eli Manning belong in the Hall of Fame? The Football Hall of Fame. And, you know, I hear mixed things on this. Now, people say Eli Manning should be in the Hall of Fame Because he won two Super Bowls. And I'm not saying that Eli Manning doesn't belong in the NFL Hall of Fame. What I am saying is just because he won two Super Bowls alone doesn't make him necessarily a lock-in for the Hall of Fame. It's what he's done before. Now, Eli Manning has had some great years, and I, I think they have just haven't gone noticed. I think the first year, he's won two Super Bowls, I believe 2008, because I think they won it in 2008, 2012, if I'm correct, and they were both versus the Patriots, which is a feat in itself, but one year he went 12-4, one year he threw for 35 touchdowns. That's impressive too. And what I'm saying is that a quarterback winning two Super Bowls doesn't necessarily make him a lockin. So what people are telling me is, if Trent Dilfer would have won one more Super Bowl, the guy should have been in the Hall of Fame. He won two Super Bowls. Doesn't that make him a Hall of Fame quarterback? No. You know that some of the greatest quarterbacks never, never won a Super Bowl. You know we can argue here who is the best quarterback ever to not win a Super Bowl, and I guarantee you it'll come down between um, Jim Kelly and Dan Marino. Neither one of them. Now Jim's been there four times, never won. Brady's been there, I don't even know how many times. I think he's won it six times. I can't tell you how many times. That seems like half my lifetime he's won. But just because of two is not enough. Now, he has been probably one of the greatest and probably one of the classiest players to ever put on a uniform. With the New York Giants. But just two Super Bowls. Stop it. That's not the reason. Okay. Marino never won one. Kelly never won one. Um, Elway I think has been there four times. He's won two. Lost two. And I'll tell you one thing about Elway. Probably the best two minute quarterback I ever, ever watched in my life. If you uh, gave Elway a chance to win a game with two minutes left, (laughs) there was no no way he was going to beat you. There's no doubt about it. Um, But Fran Tarkenton is in the Hall of Fame. He's never won a Super Bowl. So it's just not the Super Bowls alone. Now, I like Eli Manning. I think he's had a great... career, but he's a 500 quarterback. That's what we would call him in baseball, right? I think he's won just as many games as he's lost. I don't know. Is that enough to get in the Hall of Fame? And that's my question for you today. My poll question. You can go to franklyspeaking528 at gmail.com go to my Facebook page even answer me on Twitter. should Eli Manning be in the Hall of Fame and why? once again frankly speaking 528 at I have a Twitter page. I got a message machine right here you can do right off the link on seven different podcast sites. please. I really would like to know. I want to thank everybody for joining us today. Um, Once again, if you can please, please share this with as many of your sports friends as possible. The more fans we get, the better. And as we leave you again today, I stress the importance. Let's take care of those local sports bars that have been taking care of you. I'll speak to you all tomorrow.